0: I want us to be very attentive tonight because the dimension in which God's word is coming, uh, even myself, I may mean, be startled. I'm wondering how God intends to deliver what He wants to say to us, uh, and um, my foundation might might appear a bit um, needful that you, you hold your Bible. Coincidentally, I was raised in the generation where we had hard copy Bibles, you know. But suddenly things are evolving, and it must change. The rule of survival in this current age is adaptability and adjustment. If you remain where you are and say, I won't change, I won't change, they will leave you behind and go. You know? So, adaptability adjustment is a principle even in business. You don't just think of a product for your customers, you listen to your customers and design a product that they want. So, a whole lot is evolving. Uh, and that's why these, these changes is designed by God Himself. And we must evolve with it. Because if you are static, I can tell you the sweetest word of God is not what God said. The sweetest word of God is what God is saying. That's the truth. You hold on to what he said. Let us tell you the truth. You are already living in the past. What God is saying. That's why you say we call it the word in season. I see a new season over someone's life here. If that person say better, amen. So I'm going to read some scriptures to us. To be able to drive home the foundation of this dimension of teaching. And then um, I will then go into the body of the, of, the, of the message itself. You will recall, for those who have been taking the flow of what God has been speaking to us in this house since the arrival of our senior pastor from long overdue vacation that he had, uh, and he came in and told us about the significance of rest. Anybody can recall that? Rest. And I know that, like he's told us, rest is not a destination, rest is an attitude. You Must be deliberate to rest, not because everything is fine, but because you know that you have a God and you establish fundamental truth in that subject saying that you are not resting because you have finished everything, you are resting because you know who you are in God, and you know that God holds you also. So, whatever happens to you affects God. If you cry, God is crying, and you may not believe it. It sounds very difficult to adjust to, but it's the reality. Everything that seems to touch you touches God. Bible says he's not a man that is not that has not felt our affliction. If you feel sad, you sad. But you see, his sadness is not to keep him sad, it's to provide a solution for your happiness. Everything that God wants for man is the best. Everything God wants man to be happy on earth. And that's why in the teaching of tonight, I hope somebody will connect with it and be really transformed. So he told us that rest is not just a destination. It's a mindset. It's a knowing that in the storm, I can stay calm. Because the Bible tells us that be still and then you will know that I am God. So the degree of your calmness gives us the opportunity to move on your situation. And then you recall that when he was looking for a wife for Adam, I mentioned that in my last teaching, that Adam was struggling to find a life partner, like some are still doing today. And God told Adam, I say, Adam, look, you can't choose a woman that will journey with you in a future you have not been to with your natural eyes. Calm down and let me do this journey for you. In any case, I'm God that is all seeing and all knowing. And the only thing He could recommend to Adam is not that Adam should listen to him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not listening to God. He told Adam, You need to sleep. Go and rest, boy. This task is beyond you. to choose a life partner is beyond your capability. You know what it means? Do You know how many destinies have been wrecked because they chose the wrong partner in life? You think it's a business of how I feel? It's a business of destiny. Adam, go and sleep. And many people, singles and marriage, you go and sleep. God has a partner for you. Why am I divesting? Maybe God is speaking to someone here. And Adam had to sleep. And by the time Adam woke up, I tell you, but if you can really accustom to rest, you know, by the time you're waking up, the miracle is already on your door. If you're that person, say it better amen. And then we migrated and every teacher, everyone, every person else came and dealt on the subject. And today, I want to take us into a, 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 an integral part of the concept of rest. A, 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 like a subset of rest. And it is not my word. Uh, let me say that with all, with all meekness and humility. It's not my revelation. It's a subject that the man of God also dropped with us during the last workers' meeting for the year. How I many of us were around workers' meeting? Okay. Now... You need to understand that leadership is not about gathering people to follow them. When, once a the leader is full of inspiration, it will naturally attract followers. Okay, so, at my job and other pastors is we'll to follow the man in front, which is the senior pastor, and we we'll listen attentively to him, even the things he expects us to pay cognizance to. We we'll listen to details, because God speaks through him. And whenever God is saying a thing, it's our, it's our duty to hold on to it. And then, the Bible said, he gave the word in that 68, and great is the company of those who published it. So he gave a word at the last workers' meeting and it's on that word I'm going to dwell this evening which you would also agree is a subset of the concept of rest. The word he gave on last, that workers' meeting is on the subject of enjoyment. I don't know if you can recall. Enjoyment. Please. Today's subject is titled The Enjoyment Mindset. Ordinarily, for those who went to very good school, Ivy League schools, went to very good school. but the level of your co- cognitive strength, it will require no form of teaching or interpretation to tell you what is the meaning of enjoyment. But please, separate yourself from your thinking ability and listen to revelation. The Bible is a letter. When the Holy Ghost grew on it and you understand what the Holy Ghost is saying, it becomes revelation. Then revelation is an insight into the dynamics of God. Revelation is insight into the dynamics of God. Revelation is not telling you what God is as it were doing. It only tells you this is the character, the nature, the person of God. Now, when you graduate from revelation to obedience, you know it's one thing to have revelation and not obey the things you know. Or that Bible called them ever learning, never come to the knowledge of the truth. Remember those people? And so they appear to be Christians, but they are in bondage because it is their truth that you apply that brings you freedom. Is that not correct? So there are many Christians that, if you engage them in conversation, their Christianity is excellent, they have fantastic Christian accents. Revelation. But when it comes to obedience, they are separated, they argue with instructions because instruction must be built around how they feel, and obedience to God is not a feeling obey the last command. In fact, the SI unit of the Christian faith is trust and obey. You don't question the commandant. Now, when you move from obedience, you now start to understand the concept of the prophetic. The prophetic is what God is going to be saying. And so, if you really want to enjoy the prophetic, then you have no choice if you are a growing believer but to have a deep affinity with the Holy Spirit. And you cannot be in in tangent, in consonance with the Holy Ghost, and feel the way men feel because at that point you are attaining the status of a God. So this Christian journey is a, is a is a journey that only God knows when the syllabus will end. So, enjoyment is an integral part of rest. And I took my time, saints of God. Not that I have the total knowledge of what God intends to do with this, but I'm going to draw you through scriptures. And I'm going to start by wanting to read the scripture. Maybe I should even ask you, what was the first gift God gave man? You know, it's a Bible. It's midweek service Bible study. So ordinarily, you should have what we call morning devotion. Your public spiritual muscle is not built in church; it's built in the privacy of your rooms. What was the first gift God gave man? Anybody help me with it, please? And then I will ask multimedia to help me open to Genesis chapter 2. Where I will start from now. What was the first gift God gave man? Anybody? Ma Dominion. No, d- d- dominion was not a gift. Dominion is the instruction that gave back to who you are. Dominion is an expression of your function. Those five manifold instructions from God like you know that when when God says you are blessed it's not talking about blessing is an instruction blessing is an instruction you are supposed to carry out the content of blessing blessing is dominion fruitfulness. those things are not they are instructions you carry out so it was never a gift what do we call a gift something that was given to you not necessarily because you deserve it or you you, know a gift like I, I, I was done from service on Sunday and someone gave me a very special gift I was not expecting it. It was a gift. Now, what was the first gift God gave man? You see, breath of life was never a gift. It's the, it's the combination of your divine assignment in life. Because only the living can carry out divine instruction. You are seated in this room because your lungs are still retaining hair. Am I correct? That was not a gift. What was the gift? Huh? Eh? No, 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 no. When Jesus, when God said He rested, it wasn't because it, was, it wasn't a gift. He said that when God finished and He rested, so it was more like an expression of an activities, and then it, so it wasn't a gift. What? Instruction. <laughs> the law. All right, let's read the scripture. Should we read the Bible here? Let's read the Bible together. Genesis chapter two. Can we start from verse two, please? And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and what? He rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Can we go further now? And then God blessed the seventh day, and that's why we never understand why some people think they can skip Sunday services. By our own aggregate calendar, the seventh day represents what? Sunday. I don't know how the form came about the calendar, but the consensus and the general agreement all over the world, those who run the agrarian calendar, Sunday is the seventh day. So there should be no legitimate excuse, because once you short-circuit yourself from coming to church on Sunday, perhaps there's a blessing attached to it, and like you just read, and God blessed Sunday. Not Sunday by someone's name, or oh, in case your name is Sunday, that's not... It's the day. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it, he rested... From all his work, which God had created and made. Can we move forward now? This is the history of the heavens and the earth. When they were created in that day. Can you go forward to verse 5? So that before any plants of the field was on the earth. And before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain. Please pay attention to that part. God had not caused it to rain. And there was no man Please follow gently. You know the word of God is like wine. You don't rush it. You sip it. Sweet, sweet, sweet God's word. And there was no man to till the ground. Can we go forward now? But a mist went up from the earth, and watered the whole face of the earth. Almighty God. It doesn't need rain to prosper you. It doesn't need men. It doesn't need all the. No, God is almighty. He didn't need rain for the head to yield. He just mist powerful God. I mean, she not rest in such a God. Rest in him. He's able to do more than you imagine. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Now, we're getting there. Okay. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life and man became what? A living being. Can we go forward now. And the Lord God did what? Uh-huh. So, what was the first gift God gave man? Yea, a garden. Isn't that a beautiful gift? So, the first gift handed over to man was what? Not a farmyard. Not a battlefront. Not an enemy. But what? Isn't that such a sweet daddy? That the whole, I mean, he was done and he looked at you and said, Do you know what comes to mind when someone offers you a garden? Guardian would depict what? Who connote what? Beauty, rest, leisure, pleasure. Am I correct here? Eh? That's what guardian would connect. was the first gift. Even before God gave him Eve, was a guardian. Depicting just one message to us. That I didn't design you. Let me put it in Yoruba. You're dying for Yage. is a That's what he said there. Eh? That was not the gift I gave you. The first gift I offered you was a what—a garden. Do you feel like you still have a garden? Now, pay attention. We're heading somewhere with this journey. Having established that the gift of garden was the first gift God gave man, to what essence is that is that garden? will be the next curiosity. Is to give you an impression that look. Affliction was not in my package for your life. This untimely death and pain and trauma was it in the picture I had in mind for you? I so loved you that I was thinking of the best thing to offer you. If I not just a garden, I gave you a garden—a garden that you didn't need rain to make it grow. The flowers were natural. I supplied you with four rivers in it. What a beautiful gift! But then, what happened? So let me make a flip. Please pay attention. Let me make a flip. You will recall here, saints of God, that while God was putting together all this aesthetic arrangement and all these beautiful human beings and all the things he was doing, while he was doing all that, please don't sleep on me here. Don't sleep on me. I'm trying to paint a picture. While he was doing all that, there was a man that was with him in the heavens that we called his name Lucifer. Am I correct here? Before the arrival of all of these pictures you saw in Genesis chapter 1, Lucifer had been thrown from heaven. Is that correct in Bible scholars here? Yeah. And so you will imagine that Lucifer dropped from heaven also with his own agenda and intention and plan. And only one plan he has in mind. What was it? What was it? Yeah, to kill, to steal, to. Sl- the only one plan the devil has and agenda he still has to date is that one day it will compel God to bow to him. Hmm. So with all that God was doing, he also stood aside and was watching. And when God was done with Adam and Eve and handed a beautiful garden over to him, and uh, if you ever saw it in those uh, African magic, African movies, devil is not, he's not with anyone ragged, looking one or no. He's a cool, gentle dude, man. You know, he just stepped into the garden and said, "He want you. Come here. Adam, come here. By the way, how are you? Huh? What, what's going on there? <laughs> By the way, how are you? I mean, I don't want to say he called Eve. You know, let's just exonerate the ladies in the house today. By the way, how are you? I'm cool. I'm good. How is it going around this beautiful place? Oh, well, we're doing well. Um, How true is it that um, the landlord told you not to touch that thing over there? So, yeah. I mean, he said so. He said, we shouldn't touch it. Oh, really? Isn't that weird? Don't you think that is weird? You know, what I'm saying right now is the same way teenagers go through temptations and peer pressure. Isn't that weird? You know what I'm saying? I mean, why would you? I mean, it's such a beautiful, beautiful garden, and what is the difference between that one and this one? God is to chase. We lost the garden. We handed it over with a seal of hope to this guy. Do you know what he gave us in replacement as substitute? What? Anybody wants to help me, please, because that's where we are currently. It took over the garden from us and gave us what? Huh? Eh? Pain. Suffering. Let me tell you another thing that he gave us. I don't like to say it, but it is painful. It is called toiling. You know what toiling is? It, when you were in the garden, there was no even need for rain. Now. Lord, have mercy on us. Now, let me now tell you what the toiling did to us. The only just didn't put us in a state of slavery and pain and difficulties is that we forgot that the impact of the garden was supposed to give us enjoyment. Men, including the saints, we lost instinctive ability to know how to enjoy. And I'll drive it further for you. So let's listen to this. I took this from Pastor Yomi's style on Sunday when I was going to minister. I started to read it, and I said, "Okay, I think that's convenient to read." Let's, let me read it also, so that um, we reduce all the ultravires. One of the strongest strategy of the devil is to constantly use warfare to while away, use toiling, use warfare to while away the time of believers. I tell you, believers from January till date, he go they are around church, village, area. Do you know what? You are literally burning so much energy that you don't even know it to the point that you're tired and fatigued anymore because you, you you think everything now is war fight and you know what the truth? What a roller coaster! Keep running, keep chasing it, keep chasing me, devil. You know, people literally wake up everybody chasing devil, chasing devil, running around, running around, binding, running, 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 losing, fasting, everything. Am I saying those things are wrong? No, they have their place. But you know what ultimately is to take you back to the garden status? Which is his point of enjoyment. Listen to what he said here in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Can you give me Ecclesiastes chapter 3 from verse. Uh, Ecclesiastes, let me show you. It's a story we are having this evening. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 3. Now listen to this. A time... Leave it there. We'll go forth from there. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck. What is plant planted? Verse 3. A time to kill and a time to heal. And a time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to... Dance. If you t- slashed your mind back, ordinarily, this mood of the year is a mood of what? Celebration. Maybe we should even tell ourselves Merry Christmas. But if you are not careful, listen to what the enemy the enemy so did it in a very sad strategic way that he even took the merry months from us and is gradually converting it to what the morning months. The amount of tragedy that has occurred this December alone. Christians, let's come alive. We are not just losing guarding. We are losing our identity. We are losing orientation. He is taking over this, this December months. I mean, you all heard what happened yesterday. Nobody in right senses will embrace joy and excitement with that kind of news. Believers, let me tell you something you don't believe here. Believers soak soaking tragedy more than unbelievers. No, no, believe me. I'll tell you an example. Okay, so, two women slept on the same bed. Both of them had kids. One lost the child. One baby was awake. Am I correct here? Then, the mother, the king said, the only way we can know who is the original owner of the child is not just by cutting the child into two, because the instruction was cut into two and give them half each. Guess what? Guess what discerned the king's instruction? When he told them to cut it, the woman that had what's the English word the the motherly instinct of the original mother of the child said don't cut the child I would rather give the child to the one that is lying and in that moment the king said this is strange it takes a sense of ownership no one to destroy anything so I bring you to the sentence I said believers are talking tragedy more than non-believers because as far as this earth is concerned your father owns it you are a child of your father Whatever is going crazy in this world You will feel it more Because God is feeling it more For instance, if every human being dies What does the devil have to lose? If every human being dropped dead What does the devil have to lose? Nothing He doesn't know the essence of creation The pain of creation Who would have loved to be created in the image of the devil? So believers soaking tragedy more Because we have the spirit of God in us And then it is all a scheme a a tactics of the enemy to continue to take our attention off the provision of rest and enjoyment that God has given us but today God is saying to say to you saints of God look at what he said in Ecclesiastes chapter 6 please give me Ecclesiastes chapter 6 I will read Ecclesiastes chapter 6 and then if you confirm what I have just said Ecclesiastes chapter 6 from verse 1 to 3 listen to this he said there is an evil Which I have seen under the sun. And it is common among who? Amen. A man to whom God has given riches and wealth and honor. Which is you. Your guardian. So that he lacks nothing for himself. Of all his desire. Yet God does not give him what? The power to eat it. But a foreigner came to consume it. This is vanity. If you read it in the New King James Version. He said he didn't have the power to enjoy it. In the New version. You have worked so much from January to date. Rather than even settle down and even enjoy and, and, and God for the things God has done. Worry has filled your heart. Worry of yourself. Worry of what is going on in your environment. Worry, worry of your health. Worry has taken over everything that you don't know that until you switch to the mindset of enjoyment Heaven does not release the requirements for enjoyment. Because as a man thinketh so it would be. God, I mean, God is amazing. It's amazing. Can you give me the real, the, the KJV, not NKJV, the KJV of this Ecclesiastes chapter six from verse one to three? Then I will take you to. This is the KJV. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is common among men. Continue verse to A man to whom God has given riches, wealth, and honor, so that he won't. Um, and this is vanity and vanity. Okay. maybe this is not the KJV version. I will read Isaiah chapter 2. Give me Isaiah chapter 2 very quickly. And that drives home my foundation and introduction on this subject. of This is what God wants us to do. Listen please. Saints, don't sleep. Tap your neighbor. It's not your time to sleep. This is what God wants you to do now. The word of the Lord that Isaiah the son of Amos. So, concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Move forward. Now, it shall come to pass in the latter days. Are we in the latter days? That the mountains of the Lord's house shall be what? Established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. Please go forward. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. We shall walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Go forward. He shall judge between nations. And rebuke many people. They shall beat. What's the next thing you read there? They shall be what? They shall beat the sword. That they have been using to do all their spiritual warfare. They will beat to what? Meaning. I wish I can prophesy to somebody here. And I will say it in Yoruba. Uti ja He said they shall beat the sword into a plow and their spare, You have fought so long. Fighting January. You fought in March, April. Demons come down. Beheaded them. Fire consume them. Hey, for that one die. Judgment. And from January till this hour. Are you not tired? And their are into puny hooks. Nations shall not lift up a sword against them. Against nation. Neither shall they what? Learn war. Did I write it there? Let me now bring characters in the Bible to drive home another point. There are two profound kings in the Bible. One of them happens to be King David. The other happens to be King Solomon. All through the era of David he fought. He so much fought that Bible recognized that the reason why he could not fulfill his vision is because there was too much blood in his hand. Anybody seen that in the Bible? He said, David, I can't allow you to build a temple for me. He said, why? You have killed too many people. So when you think, all this die, 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 it excites God. Sometimes God gets to a point of saturation. Now he introduced another dispensation. Called dispensation of who? Solomon. May I ask a question? How many people did Solomon kill? How many wars did Solomon fight? So, I should ask you, choose which one we want to belong to. Keep fighting or enjoy supernatural rest. Which one would you prefer? Rest. You are entering a season of uncommon rest. Uncommon rest. All your swords and fighting, heaven is saying, put it aside now and push it into a point of rest. That shall be our testimony. Now, I will throw my first questions at us. Which is, why is the subject of enjoyment very silent in church? Why is the subject of enjoyment very silent in church? Maybe the question can be phrased this way again. Are you aware, now listen to this truth, are you aware that currently in the world, the strongest selling point of the world right now is entertainment? Are you aware that? To law anybody, anybody that is going to Yahoo, ritual, um, 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 those people that carry sugar daddy, uh, they, have they have a word for them. Anybody remind me? Someone can remind me. You don't know them because you are in church. It's okay. It's not in the Bible, so it's okay if I don't know it. Now, sugar daddy, all those things. These you are know, the real bits there, is the experience of excitement and enjoyment that we have. Are you aware? Look at where we're seated. Look at where we're seated. If ordinarily in this service today we sent a broadcast that for the first 300 people that we enter church they'll be given one naira each. How many people do you think we'll be in this auditorium tonight? The first 300 people to show up in service today they'll be given a one naira each. How many people will be here this evening? Let us come to a logical fact here. I have never seen anywhere, pay attention, enjoyment is a philosophy of God. I have never seen anywhere in, the, in life that sugar is rested in a place and it needed announcement to ants to come and locate it. Our life looks opposite in direction of enjoyment. There is nothing enticing here, saints of God. I'm not going to burn two hours of my time sitting there and listen to the same rhetorics every day in the name of building my faith. That if God, did that's the way God works, I won't follow such God. God is a God of excitement. God is enjoyable, sins of God. There is something about God. If He gave me a garden for us, because He's the master crafter of enjoyment, not the devil. The devil has hijacked the principles of enjoyment and is leveraging on it fantastically. That nobody wants to hear anything about God, but they will follow the band, follow David O. Look at the young man showed up on the internet and said, "Let my friends give me one million error." And I heard on record, the guy raised close to two hundred and fifty million. Let him put your name there. Know oh, why? Because the gospel of salvation is to redeem men from sin. The gospel of influence is to attract men away from sin. Influence is not void of excitement and attraction. Why is the church silence about the principles and the benefits of enjoyment? Why? Eh? Like life can make sense when there is nothing to enjoy. Nobody who is enjoying life, we, 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 we entertain suicidal thoughts. Nobody. If you ever met a man who says I want to die... you know, I, 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 saw, I saw one on TikTok... He said he wanted to commit suicide... And then he went to buy the sniper, And then he was waiting for change... And he said... The son is not ready to die yet... Nobody can be enjoying... And be struggling with depression... Why do we think enjoyment is abstract and insipid? No... It's a product from heaven... A, a, a technology that's even deployed to attract men towards him. He said, In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy, and as right there is pleasure. Pleasure, Do you know what pleasure is? You have taken away the pleasure, you are living under pressure. Eh? And the pressure is wrinkling you, you are shrinking. And you are blaming God, you are frustrating God with your prayer points. What is wrong with us not talking about enjoying ourselves? What is wrong with the department in this church saying we are enjoying ourselves? You are calling men to come and serve a God that does not need anybody to call. God is all God self-sufficient. That men should, should... Look at what we read in Isaiah chapter 2. He said, in the last days, men will be running to the house of God. In fact, I read one in I can't remember the exact story. He said, "Then men will hold on to your garment. They will say we want to go. Look, they didn't do that because three things Jesus demonstrated. He demonstrated uncommon wisdom. And people say, what manner of wisdom is this? Do you know what that did? That attracted the attention of men. Then when he moved away from wisdom, he moved to a point of miracle. And the Bible said, when they saw the miracle, his fame went abroad. So, even those that didn't receive the miracle, decided to believe him because of the miracle. By the time he started to move with the kings of the land, he became a man of great influence. Hello? This gospel can die in our generation if we are not men of influence. And there is nothing influential when there is nothing to enjoy there. I love what Solomon said. He said, enjoy the wife of your youth that you love. We can't toss away this thing. Otherwise, someday, this solitorial can become the next factory. Because enjoyment is an attraction to unleash the soul of men. You are not enjoying. Believe me, trust me, you are not enjoying. I was watching the video of a man yesterday, a pastor in the UK. Is it crazy? So I, can't, I, did, I did something. He showed the video of his workers to 2016 when they're going for retreats. They all drove all kinds of all kinds of sophisticated cars. By the time they showed this retreat, someday, man of God, I think I will show you this guy. Please, tonight, start to craft techn- technological ways to see life lay now, will battle badu now. And you know what? The moment your mind starts to process it. When I was the first believer to buy a, a, a private jet. In human history, The first Christian. The private jet he bought was Tokumbo. He now went to God in excitement. say, said, whoa, God! I got a jet. He said, there is nothing to it. You got a jet, you got a Tokumbo jet, and you're excited? I mean, you have no idea that you're the son of a king. You know what? Do you know how many... All this noise and they are buying private jets. Poverty is a terrible. In fact, till did. be my as intelligent as I am, I have not been able to extract any benefits in poverty. I, I mean, I really take time to process things well, but I've not been able to process any singular advantage of being poor. Nobody, in fact, when I read it in Proverbs, he said, A poor man has no friend. So if you say nobody, everybody has abandoned you. The truth is that there is something poverty. It's not connecting around you. Why is the church silent about enjoyment? If you are not going to answer me, I will give you my reasons. Number one. Because the devil knows that the moment a believer understands the enjoyment mindset within the confines of spiritual nature, your territorial instinct, listen to this truth. the day you start to understand that all everything God is doing is to accumulate you into a state of enjoying this planet. It says here that your territorial instinct will be well developed and more aggressive to protect it. I have met a, in fact, I heard a believer today and the only prayer point she prayed with her lips is that please Jesus come and save us. Jesus is not coming for a church that wants to escape. He said, occupy. It's like I'm not gonna occupy something that is useless, something that is boring, something that has no value. I won't keep such a thing. If you ever saw a house that has no security guard, no door, no window, there is nothing valuable inside. It's, I, believers right now are praying, Jesus, come and take us from this old mess. That was not his mindset. If you are enjoying your stay here, you will not be in a hurry to go. Why are you not enjoying your stay? Because the, 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 the technology, the software of enjoyment has been replaced with warfare in your head. The, the devil is taking over the realm of enjoyment. Completely. Over the realm of enjoyment. Completely. Or oh, pleasure. Using it as a tool of enticement. The devil is using enjoyment as a tool of enticement, destruction and strong bait to get souls into his kingdom which is true He's using which part of switch on your TV you are struggling to stay on TBN because you want to prove you are spiritual, you are watching TVN meanwhile your mind is drifting towards hope. enjoyment is real it's enticing the church can't afford to say much because I will give you the reason. I will tell you the reason. He said, because most believers have been so indoctrinated. Listen to this. Most believers have been so indoctrinated with the culture of traditions of human ideology creating a sinful coloration and conviction about social enjoyment. They have colorized it to be so sinful. Before you talk about enjoyment, no, they tell you it's a loss of the flesh. loss of the high. Hello, Is that true? Is that what the garden is all about? what can be more lustful about the garden have you been to a garden before then I can tell you that okay this loss of the eye employed by the enemy to take a significant tool in our hand and make us run around errand boys while he's using the raw material to win more souls why right. the church is the church is socially myopic the church is very socially myopic very judgmental of what they don't understand. I asked myself a question in this note I wrote. The lack of creative ability. I want to ask a question here. And I'm being honest with you. Notice know, this is church. The Bible the ground and the of truth. There are many believers and teenagers who are saying that by the time they are doing the next big border ninja, they will go and apply. Then I asked myself, Brad our void of creative ability, social innovation is zero. Social engineering is zero. The, the social structure and architect is designed by the devil. We are here following their trail. What is wrong with a believer waking up one day and think of a social integrating concept? Was it be Big Brother Nigeria? I can be Big Brother Holy Ghost. You know why they can't think it? They, their brain can't factor content. Their brain can't factor content. This duality of our personality... No wonder the, 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 the power of God is difficult to move because you are not what you are in church. In the privacy and behind your personal closed door, you are a different person from who we see here. Your soul cravings, even from the cravings that you have in church. And it appears that we are going to judge you here. No, we are not supposed to judge you because the church is like an hospital where we should heal you of your wicked sicknesses. But you know, we can't even heal you because you don't see the ability to be healed in us. What is wrong with the church? We can't go on like this. Every technological development you see today started with God. He deployed the technology of enjoyment to relieve men to attract men. But there is nothing colorful about us. The most entertaining program I've seen in the body of Christ that has happened in the past 10 century, in the past decade, happens to be experience. Experience that is the best we have offered the world. Is that all that God has in stock? No, sir. We lack social innovation. Even amongst us, ordinary departments in church can't even come together and create this fantastic, sophisticated social idea. Life is more social before spiritual. Because you can be spiritual and not interact. There are Christian homes that are are messed up. They both co scripture, urban and wife, co scripture. Because to have a good marriage, you need to first socialize. What is wrong with the church? If we go on this way, we will lose our young ones. We will lose our teenagers. That's not going to happen under our watch. We're going to create social enjoyment that would attract everyone. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Now, since some church leaders talk as if they know the whole of God. In just letting. Do you know how many people in a particular sect of church are suddenly realizing that they don't watch TV? What a stupid idea! What is wrong with you? They should not want Now, do you prevent? Is TV the problem now? For greater than TV is here. <laughs> greater than TV is here. They pretend like they are listening to someone. What they are doing on their phone is they are waiting for the outcome of my you and, and, and young boys tonight. The yeah, you is playing tonight, is it not? You don't know. You are too spiritual for it. Let's run. Time is out. Why must you enjoy? Can you give me three reasons why we must enjoy? One. Anybody help me please. Make it to time. I'm not sure we can exhaust this tonight. Why must we enjoy? Number one is because it's the first gift to mankind. You ignore it. It's at your own detriment. God gave you a gift of guardian first. And it's for you to enjoy it. Suffering is not in this package. Enjoy. Be deliberate about enjoyment. It's the will of God for your life. Genesis 2 7 to 8, we read it. He said, You can't keep fighting for every day of your life. Isaiah 2 1 to 5 told us that if you combat your sword into last year. you can't fight the devil every day of your life. Sooner you understand how and when to enjoy, the, the better you start it. You know, honestly speaking, you can't be a man, you can't have the mindset of enjoyment. I, I, I was praying and I said to myself, please pay attention to this, don't sleep. I was praying and I said to myself, maybe David was very generous. Just imagine that David showed up in that camp, that very day. You thought it was Goliath that inspired him to step out. Who can I recall the first thing David asked them when he showed up? Eh? Eh? What do they do with rewards ordinarily? All of bad ones here. He went to Mississippi. This one is one my problem. What would you give person that we finish this guy? God said, if you come to me, I am a rewarder. God is a God of incentive. He's not a user. He's a rewarder. So, if you understand the reward, the reward is designed to motivate your courage and faith. You don't have faith because you don't know the incentive. If this one, if this person, if I kill this guy, to me, one of your entire family will be tax free. Yeah. Number two, you will, maybe I should not say that part. You will be the king's in law. Oh, meaning I will marry the princess. Come on now. I don't need to go and toast. on a good day. I must all connect that for David. Oh, Why, wow, from where to where? <laughs> the guy will, they loaded him with the reward. Ah, he said to <laughs> I'm <I'll finish it. laughs> <laughs> Silly boys who do rituals for all that nonsense. If you hear what they go through, the only thing that kept them on that line is the incentive. The only thing that keeps you going with God, if you lose sight of the incentive, you'll be tired very soon. You'll be tired very soon. What is the incentive for being a believer, for being a child of God, for being a master of Christ? And someone give me a joke today about this. He <laughs> said, imagine. Did you just shoot that stone? Ooh, boom. And go like <laughs> <What's he> know? <laughs> Praise God yeah. Why are people not enjoying? Number one, lack of money. <laughs> you know, is that true? One of the reasons why people don't enjoy it is, is that we never enjoy it more. And I said. And as I said the issue is not lack of money. The real reason why you're not enjoying is that you don't have what we call correct social clouds. Have you ever been an unbeliever before? Some people go to their power without one cobble. They will drink, they will drink more than those are money. <laughs> Believers, we are so circuiting ourselves. Look at our numbers. It's not money. You don't have a reasonable social cloud. You don't know anyone, you're not in any group. Lack of money. Number two, lack of true social family. Now pay attention to that point. There's something called social family. There are some family, they behave like cults. They are so together that a stranger cannot break them. Why are there some family? They are so disjointed that the warfare of their life is from their that family. That's why the Bible look at some family and say, the enemy of a man. <laughs> It's not from a stranger. Family. So, they said this. They put it this way. The greatest crisis of mankind is man. And the greatest blessing of mankind is man. You, your, your family, your immediate family, you're supposed to have a social clique amongst them. You should be able to whisper to your, to your sister, the way my husband is doing this, eh? God, that man. You know some family, they don't even trust each other with such, such simple you are drying off gradually. To now, what's in your matter? You now don't have a spiritual family, social family, lack of social family, and lack of true social friend. You can have to the list. The other this is insecurity. Your child should be your friend to a point when they grow to a certain age. I say, mommy, you know, I, I have a feeling that that young man that was bullied, very painful, tragic incident. Let's not add it to this subject. Because we are supposed to be enjoying it. But something tells me if they had a social kick. Because everything is not always said. There is something called intuition and perception. Say Johnny what is wrong with you? Because some children won't say anything. But really if you are grown your child in a manner that I can't talk to you. You start to adjust it quickly. Because that is the first point of call. When it comes to social interaction. The enjoyment mindset is natural. I want to quickly give you benefits of enjoyment. Number one is, the enjoyment mindset is a natural detoxicant from environmental stress, emotional stress, and spiritual stress. There are people who have a lot of environmental stress. I mean, yesterday I went on a public transport and I can tell you there is environmental stress in Lagos. From the nature of the car, To the harassment and the validation of my space, the emotional stress of the images you see, the smell. Nigerians are enduring, saints of God, believers, they should be running to us because we are the light. And the only way, and do you know the truth? If you bottle stress for too long, the truth of the matter is that it will translate to all manner of disease in the body. Why? Because you are not. And one of the easiest ways to detox yourself is to get, As I speak with you right now, the unbelievers, because the devil gave them the technology faster than you, as they are closing from work, you are going to join. To do what? Come um, on, oh, to unwind. When you close from work, you come here. And we now don't make you to unwind, you won't come again. But tonight you are laughing. As you are laughing, you are unwinding get this master, when you have the enjoyment mindset it will help you it will galvanize your mind knowing that you can smile alone but we laugh together it will galvanize you to look for correct social clouds. and when you are too useful the mama attracts because the truth of the matter is everybody meets you for the first time and they ask you are you okay they will start to pull back home. But when someone met you and you're vibrant with laughter and smile, so all right, all right, They will start to come close to find out what are you why are you saying it? And if God is gonna bless you, you will send a man, and if the devil is gonna deal with you, you will send a man. So the mindset of enjoyment helps you to crave for quality social clouds. The enjoyment mindset gives you a lasting desire to live in a, to have a guaranteed cure for suicidal thoughts. How do you enjoy? And I'll leave it on that, close now. How do you enjoy? You enjoy on three levels. Number one, you enjoy by the via expression of your body. How do you enjoy with your body? Through good food, traveling, good games, eh? good games, am I correct? Who said wine? I didn't add that to this list. Enjoy the wife of your youth. Those that are married. I mean, you get home and as you are going to the the room, your wife is cooking in the kitchen and say, honey, tonight we shall enjoy. (laughs) We are enjoying tonight. To those that are married. 18 and above. Did anybody, if you are not married, you do it, they slap you. (laughs) Enjoy the wife of your youth. Go for shopping. If you don't, I want you to shop. I'm going see things that are happening. I'm see things that are happening. Uh, anyway. Chop fish. Pastor Conrad came to Nigeria. He took myself and Pastor Ethel to Expo. We ate fish. We enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, yes. Yes. Contact without contamination. Amen. The other level of enjoyment aside from the body, because the body must enjoy to keep fit. No matter how much God has asked you to do, if you are not fiscally okay, you won't do it. Because the spirit is always willing. Once the flesh is weak, you we are going back home. Not yet. So look good, boy. Smell good, man. Talk good, also. You know what I'm saying? Here. Number two, you must enjoy your soul. You can't carry revenge, vengeance, unforgiveness, rage, bitterness, and you. Will, your soul will shrink into darkness, and you will enter a state of sickness, even doctor. Have you ever met a doctor that told you, Ah, yeah, as I'm checking through my stethoscope, I see a demon move. Anybody seen such from a doctor? No. There is no medical diagnosis for, for demon, demonic human beings. No doctor can see it. But it starts from your heart. Your heart is full of wickedness. You are too you are so hurting. You are so hurting. And you are the person that has even hurt you. He's not even aware. The person is jumping around playing. You are grooming. You are Oh, Faribali. you will go before that person and there is no revenge that is that sweet as success so empty your soul fill it with what? good music oh my god you know that's some very lovely music good instrumental oh my god I can't mention some names here anybody has heard the word Yanni before? you know Yanni? oh what a sleeping music you hear soot music in your soul. You look at good scenery. Have you been to Eidore before? Good scenery. Just sit down and see the wonders of God. I can tell you if you see the wonders of God, your heart to be healed of any bleeding. My God, my God. This is the work of the Father. Lord, I just love you. In your soul, you are healed. You are healthy. You come back mentally fit to deal with any devil. In your soul someone a gift? Have you given someone a gift and the person was stunned? For me? Is it for me? Is this for me? Are you really for me? That expression gives you a lot of fulfillment. Someone said, nobody will remember what you said, but people will always remember what you gave. I can preach here for 10 hours, you can forget it. But if I stepped out of this pulpit and I gave this brother 5,000 who will like me forever because my fan. Make someone happy. In, in, in return, you have made yourself happy. It's called enjoyment of the soul. What is the enjoyment of the, of the spirit? This is the enjoyment. Of, I love enjoyment. Okay. Revelation 1.10 said, On the day of the Lord, I was in the spirit. You know, there's something about being with God in the spirit. And you are saying things that will happen three years, four years, five years. You know, I, I, I have a bit, and I close with this. God is the only encounter you will have in life that will levitate you above the entire planet. You will look as if you are floating in trance, in divine trance. The pathway to divine trance is engaging the imagination of the spirit. What does heaven really look like? Oh my God. You can be on that meditation for hours. You will, it will cure every worry, every anxiety. Trance, meditation, revelation. My God. In People sleep and they wake up with worship song in their hearts. A taste of. I have never met a man that died, but i read books of those who had a near death experience. And those that came back said, they argued with those who came back. Why did you bring me back? Because what I saw, I didn't want to come back to this earth again. The earth all of a sudden became the dustbin of heaven. Imagine you witnessed that as a living being. Nothing will move you on earth again. It's called the enjoyment of the spirit bow your hands, let us pray. Time will not permit, but I want you to say a word to God. And just say a word, put an end to my wall. Give me the spirit of enjoyment. Give me rest in my spirit. Tonight, I begin to see a reason to enjoy myself. I begin to see a reason to enjoy myself. Father, I, I hope I have done what you asked me to do. I Pray somebody here will start to have ideas and to be socially innovative, ideas that will bless the body of Christ. Bless us with ideas, oh God. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. If you have been blessed, can I hear a better amen. amen? Which promising God to go and enjoy from tonight. Oh, yes, just go out there and, and smile and enjoy. When that conductor sickness says, just move away, or anything, just move on and enjoy.